Welcome to Drone Business Talk, the show where we discuss the business of unmanned aviation. Find out about the latest drone applications and trends as we talk to drone company CEOs, business owners, pilots, and thought leaders to reveal the status of the drone industry. Here is your host, Tom Verbruggen. Hey everyone and welcome back to uh, Drone Business Talk. We are back with our uh, South African series of drone operators and today I am joined by Henke Beyers who is the CEO of UAV Technologies. Henke is joining us from Johannesburg or 30 kilometers east of Johannesburg and uh, he's going to tell us all about uh, what he's doing with uh, with drones. Uh, hey Henke, how how are you doing? Tom, thank you uh, very much for having me. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, we are far away, but uh, actually uh, very close on the on the PC. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hank, uh, Henke, it's it's great to have you, and um, it's it's great to have especially uh, someone from an aviation mindset that is joining us today. Um, you told me uh, when we spoke before that you you come from a, an aviation background or that you are at least long time into aviation and um and I think people want to want to find out more what makes somebody from the manned aviation side join the unmanned aviation side <laughs> Tom yeah that is a great question yeah look uh, I've, I've been in a sort of into the model side of aviation for 25 30 years my dad bought my first radio control airplane when i was 16 or or 14 years old uh, and since then the lovers just become bigger for the aviation and then i started flying a radio control a fixed wing and then i moved into radio control helicopters and then 2013, 14, I decided, well, drones is quite a new thing um, that uh, looks like an interesting technology, which I love. And, and uh, yeah, so I started with the drones. Obviously, if you can fly a radio control helicopter, then a drone is, is very easy to fly big because of all the age and the features it's got but uh yeah then then i thought let me make it a business and and applied for my remote operator certificate in 2015 and uh, yeah now we 2021 three or four years or it uh, took me about three years to get the certificate and um, because of all the new regulations and 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 the changing of regulation, uh, it was quite a difficult sort of a process to go through. Yeah, you told me that it took uh, it took a few years and um, a lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Let's say <laughs> to get it to get it done. Um, Maybe maybe people should know who listen to the podcast that you're you're selling maybe yourself a bit short when you say that you were flying uh, remote uh, remote controlled uh, helicopters, because on your on your profile it says that you're seven times South African national champion. 
flying precision helicopters. I'm not a guy that that obviously now kind of rave about the past, but yeah, I've been flying competitively for quite a long time, uh, 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 competed in a couple of uh, world championships, but that, that, all the practice and uh, and the blood, sweat, and the tears that went into that, um, I'm not going to do that again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the competition side of it was more on the precision uh, flying part of it. Um, I think in helicopters it's called F3C. Um, so uh, so they give you a schedule of maneuvers that you need to fly, and you obviously get. Judge on on the accuracy and the smoothness, and uh, and you have to impress the judges. Yeah, how 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 did that uh, influence your drone uh, your drone business or your drone career? Now, do you think it's a it's a big advantage? Drone. Uh, <laughs> let me put it to you like this: if uh, if I had the electronic aids uh, with GPS stability those those years that we've got now in the drone I, I, I would have been world champion a long time ago <laughs> but uh, now no it, look it it makes it it makes a drone flying easier but uh, nowadays we we moved into completely autonomous um, for flying so I, I solemnly do manual uh, flying of the drone, all, all the flight paths get pre-programmed on a PC, and I'm just there to see that it, that, that, that it runs okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, when you when you decided, uh, do you remember the moment that you decided to move into drones? What what made it? What made that click for you? you? You mentioned that in 2014 you started your journey. Well, what what made it? What made it tick? What what made it start for you? What was the insight? I think the the I think because of all my years of competition of flying, it they sort of a drive that I want to be the best at what I can do. Um, but I think. Drones is a bit different in the sense of you don't get really judge on your performance. You get judge on the results that you hand hand the client. Um, and nowadays, uh, it's all it's also automated that it's it's not really a big challenge. Uh, what I do love is is to. Uh, is to deal uh, is to deliver a very complex um, uh, piece of raw data to uh, to a customer with good accuracies, and uh, some, sometimes the the flight path of the drone can be a, a quite tricky in a sense. So that gives me the the sort of enjoyment that <laughs> that I guess the drone hasn't. Um, outflown into, into anything. Yeah. 
Uh, so, but they, but, but there's obviously there is a lot of pre-planning that uh, that goes into the flight. Um, but these are the days. It's in any case uh, quite difficult to to crash a drone. Um, it's uh, it's got so many sensors and, and obstacle avoidance and that sort of um, technology built into it. But yeah, look if it if it's got propellers and it can take off, uh, then I'm in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, so maybe talk us through, Henke. Um, what is when you go to fly? Uh, what are the what are the steps that you take in order to get ready to fly? Mm. What are the things that you need to do in South Africa? To uh... Uh, yeah, Tom. That's a good question. Uh, be, because of our strict regulations. Um, our paperwork is uh, of the most, in, well, is the most important part of of the job. So you literally spend the day to prepare to prepare the paperwork and to make sure that you comply with all the regulations, and then actually do a half an hour or a half a day's uh, job. Um, so. We have to get permissions. We have to keep airspace uh, into consideration. If it's into controlled airspace, we have to file a flight plan. So it's quite a set of complex um, administrative issues. Let, let me put it like that, to make sure that you are ready for a job. So that normally takes the longest. Um, and to do the job is actually the quick part. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the paper side um, of, uh, of the job is, does uh, take up the most time. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what we saw when we started our, our software company uh, mm -hmm. in 2015. Because you, you, are, you, are you are an aviation guy, mm -hmm. but a lot of people that have come into drones, they are not in aviation. They are I would say even more than 98% of people that venture into drones, they are coming out of an industry um, need. They come out of agriculture or they come out of real estate and they want to mm -hmm. see this, this brand new tool uh, that, will, that will propel their business into the next, into the next level, right? But then they, mm -hmm. they, are, they are often um, faced with all of this administrative hassle And um, and that's where we said five years ago, okay, let's let's try and do something for them to make that to make that easy and to make the administration uh, much lighter. Um, yeah. Well, that's enough enough uh, publicity there. But uh, <laughs> um, it's interesting to 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 see what you said that you you actually spend a day of administration for half a, for half an hour of flight, and that's that's exactly the ratio that we have seen. That we That's, have seen in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, uh, now you're absolutely right. And then you have to sort of, and and uh, that makes the the costing aspect makes it sort of, I, I wouldn't say expensive, but uh, but I mean the customers and the clients sort of don't understand. Like 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 you have to spend a fair bit of. Uh, time and, and energy and resources to prepare for a job um, and then you get on site and then 
um, Google Earth as your previous flight or as part of your previous flight planning tool, uh, that data is old and um, and you get there and you see, oh, the obstacles here, we we gonna have, have a difficult time. Yeah, yeah. What are the what are the fields of uh, that you you um, that you serve with uh, UAV uh, technologies? What what are the the applications that you do with drones? So um, we actually do sort of a wide range of um, applications. Let's start with uh, the, the uh, with the photogrammetry. Side. So a customer would want uh, he, he would want a 3D reconstruction of his building or uh, of silos or of a, of a structure. We, we will then plan the job and and re, and record all the all the data. Sometimes the client will want to uh, work with all the raw data himself, and other, other times I'll do, do I'll do the processing. Uh, then on the survey side, that is more on your mining, your mining and uh, sector where, uh, let's say, a mine would uh, want a volumetric calculation of how many tons of coal or whatever there is. Uh, then we will set up the aircraft um, uh, in a in a grid pattern over the over the area of interest. Um, then on our opposite, the most important thing is the mine normally provides a surveyor um, for the accuracy as, uh, side of things. But recently we incorporated new PPK uh, technology where I can, where I can certainly get down into the millimeters on your relative accuracy um after after the surveyor um, confirmed these uh, checkpoints on the ground our absolute accuracy is uh, is sub three centimeter ah okay um so yeah you you just can't uh, you can't just take a drone to take pictures and uh, and then and have a accurate assessment of uh, what there is um and then Tom uh, uh, lidar as well. Um, at this stage, we we only do um, let's say uh, open cast or uh, above the ground um, lidar, where where your lidar system must be connected to a GPS station, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There are uh, applications where one can use it underground um, to sort of recreate um, paths in the tunnels um, underground in the mine. Uh, but that is more your uh, slam LIDARs. Uh, um, we do open cast because obviously accuracy is important. Yeah. Um, and then we can do a bit of the movie side as well, but we're not really into that and um, taking pictures of uh, people's houses. No, um, no, we uh, we're not into that. Yeah, 
You mentioned that uh, it's also a different ball game, right? Movie movies and and surveying. It's different different equipment, different <laughs> different animals. Uh, that's a complete different ball game. Yeah, look uh, on the movie side. Uh, well, okay. So let me first say to you like that on the survey side, you don't have a movie director screaming in your ears. Um, if you on the survey side, you see, okay, the results aren't so good. Well, then you can go back or, or, or you can immediately redo as we on the movie side, you've, you've only got one or two takes, um, and then they move on to, to the, to the next scene. So yeah, the pressure, that's the big thing. That is the pressure huge, uh, in the movie industry. Um, and, and the movie directors, they, they don't understand the safety and they, yeah, they've got no idea about the regulation. So they would want to fly you. They would want a drone there 20, uh, 20 kilometers away. But yeah, they, <laughs> they've got no idea about, um, um, uh, rules and regulation. So, but it's rewarding if you get the shot, um, Obviously, it's it's more that than a two-man operation. Uh, you have to have a, a, a sort of a payload operator or a camera operator, um, which which you and the pilot um, needs to work together, and the pilot needs to understand what what needs to be uh, captured in, in the shot. Um, so yeah, there must be a good understanding, but that is high. Pressure work, um, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, as you mentioned before, work, uh, with my years of competition <laughs> flying, I already had high pressure. I don't want to. So it helped. It helped you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Look, I think your com uh, your composure, if you fly in front of international judges or whether you fly in front of other persons uh, watching you um yeah you uh, you learn to deal with the pressure that's yeah. the big thing yeah so Hank, what would be your, in in your opinion what would be the the biggest challenge that the drone industry in south africa is facing in order to grow if it's or is it already there at, that it cannot grow anymore what is the what is your what is your vision uh obstacles tom hmm. 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 To, yeah look i think at the at the some stage uh, the civil aviation authority are gonna have to relax some of the rules not i don't say give everyone a give everyone a license but they they uh, treat our drone operators exactly the same as they would treat a full-size man operator a guy for instance that that's a, f a fixing full-size aircraft or or chartering um so it's to a point as where where you have to uh, do you uh, you have to keep up with the paperwork um because when they ordered you your uh, paperwork must be in order and that's a big uh, nightmare especially for people like me 
I mean, I didn't come out of um, safety management systems and the quality management systems. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you have to have all that in place. And, uh, um, but in a sense, I do understand that they obviously need to keep a standard. So the, so the challenges is, hmm, hmm. Do you see? Do you see if there's if there are more? Uh, let's say, could you fly more if the if the rules would be more relaxed, or if if the public would be more aware what what the what the limitations are? Eh? Like you say that the film director says do this, and he, they don't have a clue that it may be not possible because of some regulations or controlled airspace. Yeah. So look, I I think the biggest thing is your um we have a huge issue with with illegal op operators so and with that i would say it's it's a guy that bought a bought a mavic 2 or whatever last a month and he now goes to his mates or to his neighbors and he'll tell them now i'll photograph your house for x amount um and then to to compete against that is not really uh, viable for us. We uh, we cannot compete. So, but and un unfortunately, CIA can't enforce the regulations because uh, you need massive manpower and you need the public also to report these these instances. Um, but I think it's already at a um accessible state which which um uh, uh, people know about drones but they don't know the rules um i think it's important for for the shops that are selling the aircraft um look they do in a sense uh, tell them what the rules and regulations are but uh, those they they don't they don't really care about the rules and regulations. They just want to have a good time with a drone. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we, as legal operators, get scrutinized uh, a bit more uh, because of of the illegal operators that just do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's easier for the illegal guys to just continue what they're doing than for the legal guys to be completely compliant oh, with oh, everything. Oh yes, oh yes, um, and 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 I think that is the biggest obstacle um, that we have. Uh, we we just can't compete. Uh, it is only your big corporations and companies that would really that that would only hire. Uh, uh, the ROC holder, which which are, are legal, yeah. Um, but I think we lose a lot of business in the sense of um, a guy with a with a site that uh, that just wants to photograph every month and so on, um, as because we have to prepare uh, uh, so intensely for that ten minute job that the, the, the illegal guy will just quickly jump in his car um, and he'll go and uh, photograph. But 
nowadays yeah look the the hardware itself you just a can't uh, you can't uh, take off anymore where where you want to take off um, with with all the geo zones and the and the restricted air spaces and that sort of yeah. issues um, it's a bit more difficult yeah how how did uh, how did the covid the covid uh, situation crisis uh, affect you oh yeah look that uh, that <laughs> that was a big mess um we've uh, put out a few tenders for the mines at, at that stage and then covid hit and that was a big um setback but um yeah and then obviously with our lockdown you could only have permission if you were essential services um some guys managed to get some form of approval for essential server services and i don't know how they done it with the photo graphing or uh, something a house is essential services but yeah um it was a big uh, it it was a big uh, setback for us Tom. yeah yeah um yeah sometimes i hear that uh, some of the operators say yeah covid was very uh, well very sad of course but on a human per- perspective but on the other hand it was the, the the moment in time that people really started seeing the potential of drones where it where things can be done from a distance and uh Maybe it accelerated the uh, the industry for a, for a bit. Well, um, Benke, um, I would like to thank you for your participation today in our in our podcast, and uh, I hope that you uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, we will we will share your um, your details of UAV technologies on the bottom of our podcast and on our YouTube um, episode. Um, I would like to thank our listeners and our viewers for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, of course. We'll be back with another uh, nice episode on drone business in South Africa very soon. Uh, In the meantime, I would like to thank you, Henke, once more for participating. And I hope to see you soon again in the air. (laughs) Tom, thank you very much for having me. uh, um, And thank you for inviting me. Uh, it, it It was only a pleasure. Okay, thanks, Hank. Drone Business Talk is brought to you by iDroneact, the drone management platform. iDroneact makes it easy to fly professional drones in safe, legal, and profitable way. iDroneact clears the air so you can focus on your mission and fly more.